Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to New Eden. I'm your host Rambo and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. I've got another week of content here for you. I'll go over some game news. I spoke with Mackenzie. We got her perception on how things were going in Pantheon that led to the fall. She broke news about her corp leaving Happy Bees. And we talked about her weekly radio show, New Eden FM. So let's check it out. First things first, let's hit the game news. So their latest announcement, they uh, did post about the clock counting down to the end of, the, of another year. The YC123 is having a curtain call, the Yule Festival with the Golden Age as the theme of its celebration. They kick off a new narrative that calls for the appreciation for the past. Check out the Golden Age preview video and be prepared for lots of surprises on the way. So they did provide a YouTube trailer for that, and the link is in the announcements channel. As for patch notes, they did have some hefty patch notes post as of recent. So this was posted on 12.14. I'm not going to go super in-depth with this because uh, it's going to take me forever. But I'm sure another content or a couple other content creators will go over this stuff into much detail um, they did start the yule event so uh, they have the login every day and uh, they've been giving out clues so there's these clues that you get and there's a couple ways how you get them you get them through the daily rewards in your mail you participate in the fading stars treasure troves or you could purchase them from the market and also clues can be recycled or traded on the market so they're doing these reveal events and you can dock at any station and the clues in your current inventory will be displayed on this page. So pay close attention to what's written in the clues. Determine the connection between the clues. Each event has three unique clues. Combine the clues to correctly reveal their corresponding event and get rewards. So how do you get the grand prize? So there's 24 clues corresponding to eight events. Reveal them all to unlock the final reward. After the event ends, you have three days to view all the events. Be sure to reveal as many as you can because any rewards you missed will become unavailable after the event ends. So they have a Sun Chaser funding program. They did give a start time December 22nd at 8 o'clock UTC and it ends January 15th, 2022 at 8 o'clock UTC. The Sun Chaser funding program serves to further the development of the Sun Chaser navigation system. The Yangjung representative has prepared great rewards for investors, including the Golden Age Nanocore, which is equipped with the Sun Chaser navigation system. So there are some rules, of course. So as far as new content, they did add the gravitational wave graph. So what that does is it records the signal location of abnormal gravitational fluctuations 
It only works in the station warehouse that shows you precise location of abnormal gravitational fluctuations after signal calibration and signal location. Rumor has it that such spaces are used by the Empire as well as outlaws from different factions to hide their property. Please note the powerful enemies will appear once a gravitational rift is discovered near the fluctuations. So teaming up with friends and piloting battleships are a must. The situation can be perilous, so be careful. Gravitational wave graphs can be obtained from the Yule Festival login event and Fading Stars treasure troves. They did add a couple citadel structures. This update introduces two new citadel structures, the Anomaly Detection Array and the Base Detection Array. The Anomaly Detection Array can reduce the interval of discovering pirate base anomalies, which increases the frequency of anomaly occurrences in the system. The Base Detection Array can lower the security level required for pirate bases to upgrade as well as the upgrade interval of pirate bases. It allows systems with higher security levels to have higher level bases and reduces the base's upgrade interval. The base upgrade effect becomes available after upgrading the base detection array to level 2 or above. So they did add some more info on the Sun Chaser navigation system. They did have some optimizations that they added to the game. They updated the weekly market pricing, just like uh, usual. They added a view location button to help locate the system after searching for it by name. The jump drive operation skill uh, will now show up the applicable ships. The explosion radius of capital cruise missiles has been adjusted to 6,500 meters. They improved the rules in which the supply approvals are displayed. Now only the five latest approval records are displayed on one page to avoid lagging caused by the loading of large amount of data at once. They updated the design for the back button on the top left of the ship tree screen. They added a filter feature to combat log. They added a function to open multiple opt boxes at once. They added a feature where you can tap and hold on any NPC ship in the lock list to view target tips, T-I-P-S. Adding new anomaly detection array and base detection array, so we just discussed that. And they added the tactical overlay. After enabling in battle settings, it will be displayed automatically when zooming in or out the camera. And I have been seeing a couple funny bugs about that. People would warp into a mining belt and you would just see large text letters on the screen. And uh, it is pretty entertaining to see as you can't really read what they're saying. I think some words are missing and like missing text and stuff like that. And uh, I guess the fix for that, if you are seeing the the enlarged text bug on the tactical overlay um, the fix for that is to restart your game and before you before you get to the login page do a fix client and uh, that will fix that issue that people are having so for that 
uh, or you could keep it because it, it is actually pretty entertaining to see. So for official media, they did have a few Twitter posts here uh, talking about the Yule event, uh, some Yang Jung stuff here. They did do uh, some questions. Uh, here's one question. Is there any plan in the near future about adding more music to the game? Music means a lot to me, and the music of EO is just awesome and relaxing. And they did answer, they did reply, they're very glad that they like their music. Uh, they try to introduce some new music elements in the recent events, and the feedback has been positive. Therefore, they'll keep doing so in the future events and major updates from time to time. Moreover, they will also optimize sound effects in the game to bring a better audio-visual experience to everyone. A lot of the other questions is kind of just requesting feedback and uh, thanks for the feedback as to we may not see a change for anything else. So otherwise, that is it for the official media. So now for player support news, um, Arrow did go further in depth with Q&A on the Sun Chaser navigation system. So questions being, what does a Sun Chaser navigation system do for it? How can I use a Sun Chaser navigation system? My ship is fitted with the Golden Age Nanocore. Why can't I jump? And so on and so forth. So there's a long list of questions and answers about that event. And the Fading Stars, there's a couple questions here. Uh, how can players get the tools for the gravitational wave signal reports? and uh stuff like that so if you want some tips maybe or if you have a question maybe it's already been answered on this go over to the official eve echoes discord player support news and that is the latest post by arrow if you haven't done so already uh the official eve echoes discord they have an event going on right now a new channel called we wish you a and what you can do there is you can wish everyone happy holidays in that channel or you can just stop by and read all the well wishes that channel will be available till january 2nd and it goes back to the archive for another year so that is it for the official game news now what the heck is going on in the eve echoes reddit so in the past week, there's been a movement called the Free Tahini Movement. And this all started with Tahini first getting shadow banned by trying to make a post, but it wouldn't appear anywhere. So he had another member post the same thing, and it got posted. So Tahini had a comment about this. And... From what I get is uh, he, he used the term troglodytes. He'd called the moderation team troglodytes. And uh, that resulted in a five-day ban for Tahini. So people caught wind of this and they had started this free Tahini movement. So they were posting Reddit posts. They were posting memes. Uh, I believe even Damon Zell had a video about the... Um, 
the the whole ordeal and that got taken down people are getting banned uh, permanently banned and their their posts are being removed um just for being in some sort of contact with tahini whether it be the the hashtag free tahini or whatever uh moderators have even turned off the message the mod feature so they know that something's going up and accused of tahini of uh forming this brigade against them which tahini says that that is not the case so a new subreddit was born it was actually born several months ago but has now gotten strong following due to how the other reddit is ran so this new subreddit it's echoes underscore eve and this is ran by the players of eve echoes even a couple content creators are on there assisting in moderation so maybe it's for the best so i will be posting on that reddit from now on and i will probably leave the other reddit um, I just don't have a reason to be on there anymore anyway, so I'll just go to the new one where the most active members are. Alright, well, what a year it has been. The second week of January will be my one year anniversary of taking on the show pretty much every week by myself. It's been a wonderful year and I've learned quite a bit. So I'm going to make this my last episode for this year. And we'll kick it off again for season three next year in early January. So I got a couple things that I want to do for season three. I do want to add a co-host to the show. So I have a new concept I'd like to work out on the talk show side of things. So if anyone would want to be interested in being a co-host, let me know. And I'm also thinking about changing the format up a little bit. Like I said, season three will be a little different so i have some ideas for some changes and so we'll just see how it works with that being said i'm not booking anybody for the rest of the year of course but i will need some guests for next year so if you have someone in mind i'd be happy to reach them for an interview previous guests i'm i'd always be happy to have previous guests back on the show i don't mind whatsoever so uh yeah, just let me know as to who you want on the show and all I can do is ask and you know whether or not they do it is is up to them. So I will see you guys next year. And so with that, we'll get into the interview I had with Mackenzie and then we'll close it out and uh and I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Hi, this is Mackenzie, and you're listening to Echoes of New Eden. Welcome, Mackenzie. Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, thank you very much for the invite, Rambo. And thank, and thank you for coming on to the show. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I've been wanting to get you on the show since you started pantheon radio uh, a number of weeks ago actually i've been uh, i've had you on the list of people to have on the show and uh, you know it kept on getting delayed because of typically the the big news the big things that were happening in the game it's like i want to talk to you about your radio show but yet wars are happening and 
and you know all this stuff is happening in new eden it's just like okay well let's talk about that you know and it's and so typically i have guests talk about that type of stuff but here we are finally mackenzie i have you on the show <laughs> you have me on the show yeah i had to tell spy master last week i was like well i was wanting mackenzie on the show this week but i suppose i can make room for you <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I stay busy just like you stay busy. So yeah. it's one of those things where when you're ready for me, you know, let's make time, let's get together and there's no rush because I know how it is in showbiz. Yeah. Yep, that's how it is. So for the people that who may not know you, if you can do a brief introduction of yourself. Uh, yes, of course. I am Mackenzie. Yes, it is my real life legal name. I just was one of those really lazy people that that typed that in during the first beta and I've carried it on ever since. Uh, you know me as Maestra. I'm a DJ, music producer, and radio host, as far as what I do in real life and in Eve Echoes. I am a fleet commander, alliance leader, and CEO. Awesome. Glad to hear. And uh, you, you are in Bellcorp, who happens to be... Uh, in the Happy Bees Alliance, right? So tell us a bit about that. Yes. Well, Belcourt was founded by myself and my sister. And it was kind of more of a thing where we wanted to get out there and we wanted to recruit some new people into our organization. We were members of GOOG, our Guardians of the Olympus Grail, uh, prior to that, and we just wanted to to do this thing. We wanted to get more people. We wanted to kind of have more of a PvP-esque uh, culture than what we had in Goo, which was more of a mixed bag of things. And so we created this corporation under those ideals. And so we were a sister corporation to Goo, and as a group, we became TOGR, the Olympus Grail. We were a part of Pantheon. We we're still a part of Pantheon. And of course, right now, we are a part of the Happy Bees Alliance currently. And so some things have changed, I guess, a little bit here and there. The ecosystem of how we do things, we're a little bit more PVP focused and oriented in what we want to do. We're a little bit more, um, I guess, I guess a little bit more strict as in like, we don't just let anyone in anymore. You you need to be on discord. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to spec into doctrine ships and those types of things. And so we're a little bit more military centric. And on top of that, um, we have the space ninjas. So uh, congratulations, Alondria. You finally have um, the evidence you need to support the existence of space ninjas. So. Well, there you go. So, yeah, and uh, you'd brought up Pantheon, and we, we all know what had happened with Pantheon. You had a big role in Pantheon. Uh, you were an FC. You were part of the summit. So tell us about your time and your role in Pantheon. I would say that it's not exactly fair to say I was a member of the summit um, where the alliance leaders all were. I kind of became a part of the summit at like the the very last chapter when people in alliance leadership were already looking for a way out for their for, for their communities and and so I didn't have a whole lot of time in the summit um but what I do remember is the part most of Pantheon's history I joined them 
when they were happy bees, um, back when I was still in a corporation called Axe or Axe Capital, prior to Axe merging with Goog. And at that point in time, Happy Bees was Happy Bees. It wasn't um, Pantheon. It literally was just Happy Bees. And we were under the direction of Sun Banana and Chilmatica and Aran and, you know, these other figures from Goonswarm. Of course, everyone knows that Goonswarm Federation is a powerful alliance in the EVE online game. So this was their little slice of heaven here in EVE Echoes. And we joined them. And at the time, it was only Happy Bees. And I came on one day, and all of a sudden, the server was full of people. And, uh, and the, the Discord had been renamed Pantheon. And so this is what happened. Uh, so I started out there, and when I joined the military, I was just a line member. I was inspired by the leadership of people such as J-Factor and Stony Sluts, excellent people. And eventually, I messaged J-Factor and asked if I could learn with them and, you know, try for the JFC position. And so after he threw me into a room, you know, like literally that same day, he, he, his response was like, okay, fine, you're leading a fleet tonight. And he threw me into this room and, and I led that fleet and we got a bunch of kills, including killing Cosmic Hawk. <laughs> so <laughs> that, was, that was a historical part. And and sure and you know sure enough I I became um, JFC and uh, Isan Carter checked me at the door saying uh, welcome here I guess really good guy one of my friends now <laughs> but yeah he was he, he did was check also, me at the door he was also one of those that had uh, came from J Factor you know been thrown out at a fleet and said learn to fleet go do that you know yeah yeah. We had this running joke going that J Factor was our daddy and and like Isan was my brother, and uh, <laughs> it was it was hilarious. It was this thing that was going on between uh, STJ and J Factor one day, and so J Factor, uh, you know, being the sweet guy that he was, he never actually claimed me as his daughter. So that uh, you know, it, it, um, it was that thing. But uh, either way, it, you know, it was kind of like okay. So apparently, Isan Carter is my brother. All right, fine. The uh, so you joined the FC program through there, and you worked up, you worked through the ranks all the way up to the position that uh, you are in during the Pantheon War. Tell us about what was going on through your eyes, uh, being an FC during the Pantheon War, and I, I mean like, you know, waking up at three a.m. or alarm clocking for operations, the tempo of the war, and how much work that you put in being an FC during the war. Well, it's a little hard to figure out what the Pantheon War is referencing. I was there during the Golden Horde Alliance War. Uh, remember how that went? I was well. I was there for Terran Federation as well, and uh, I was there during the ACR War. And it was during the ACR War that I was promoted to to Fleet Command. Um, and so, looking back on that experience, what got me promoted was Southern Delve was being. Uh, bombarded by ACR, who had said that they were going to move in and they were they were going to move into our territory. If you remember the history back then, we moved into Void territory and we literally conquered their farm up station, and that's where we farmed up all of our our um our offenses against them. And so eventually, all of Void kind of like huddled together in 9 OLQ. So that made them really difficult to 
uh, to to try to challenge that system. That was like their capital system, and they were they were defending that twenty four seven. I know because I went in there one day. <laughs> we thought we were gonna go in and maybe you know strip the shells. It was gonna be fine, and we we got we got like at least twelve faction battleships dropped on us, <laughs> but. <laughs> I was promoted during that time, and it was because I led the fleet uh, early in the morning that kept those citadels safe from ACR. And once I was promoted, I continued to do my job as fleet command, and I was protecting Delve constantly, protecting Delve constantly, because ACR was literally coming in, and they were... They were uh, shooting as many shells and trying to get as many ob- objectives as they could. And they were doing it in the wee hours of the morning, like 6, 7 a.m. And so I was getting up every single day and alarm clocking to stop them. And so that's kind of where it all started. Of course, I suppose what was, quote unquote, the claim to fame or whatever was when we had the Battle of Zed. Uh, I believe that was the third battle that literally decided who was going to control Faith the Bolus. Of course, Genesis Federation, our long-term allies in that war, were in this war, and they had finally stripped Faith of Bolus's, um, or the Citadel in Zid, down to Hull. And this timer was on a Monday. And so it was, it was definitely the Chinese prime time. And I heard about this, and at the time... It was kind of it was kind of a busy time. J Factor, who was the lead FC of Pantheon, was not able to be there. He had real life engagements. He was in school or whatever. Stony Sluts was not able to do all of the organizational work to get the people into CPUN, which was the form of system we needed to be in. And so I reached out to Mama Saris. And I asked her if anyone from Pantheon had contacted her concerning the, the war efforts and what was going to happen. And she said no and then filled me in on the situation. And uh, we, we laugh about it to this day. She, and she ended the conversation saying, you know, we might all die horribly, but at least, you know, it'll be a good, it'll be good content. And so I led fleets up and down the pipe the whole time, This, you know. This entire Sunday, from sunup to sundown, I led fleets to get people up there. And we had this battle for Zed, and we won that battle of Zed. And Stoney and I worked in tandem, along with Flanker Fullback and the people in GenFed. We made it happen. And then things kind of were like, okay, yeah. You know, I, I feel like that was the time where I, I suppose there's this dawning period when you go from just being another FC to okay, people kind of expect you to do better now. And that was it. By the time we got to the thing with what happened, I suppose if you refer to the Pantheon War as No, Please Stop and SHH and Honk versus Pantheon, at that point in time, it was a very interesting dynamic because what had happened then is Bot5 had been camping Happy Bee systems, as well as certain boop systems, if I'm not mistaken, for weeks. Honk had been softening up Fountain by going in, resetting bases, and stripping shows when no one was around, which was a leading reason why the thing between Pantheon and SHH 
ended up the way that it was, but that's right. a different story. And so I remembered asking if we could just, you know, go up and, and, and just fight these people because there's a difference between being at war with an organization and just friendly PVP with an organization. Friendly PVP with an organization includes going into that organization space. Maybe you might roam, maybe you might set up a gate camp, maybe you might poke at a citadel or a pass to see if someone will come out and fight you, but you're not gonna strip the whole thing. You're not gonna reset any bases. And so this was where we kind of were and we didn't want to do friendly PVP because these people were literally using denial of content tactics where they would camp in systems log out, wait until someone gets ready to go mining in a belt or ratting in a, you know, in a faction battleship to log on an entire fleet on them. And so people asked and people asked and people asked what was going on and when we were going to fight back. And there was a lot of reluctance to counter and to, to attack because literally we were being roamed by no in the earlier parts of the day. And we were being attacked by bot five with log off traps and then occasionally we were being attacked at night by shh and so what was really kind of frustrating about that situation was the it was it was it it just they they felt like they like sun banana didn't want to just act and say here's what we're going to do we're going to fight back and Pantheon actually started to lose members because people got tired of not being able to play the game. So I guess that's kind of your your premise to what mm. happened in the early stages of that war. People didn't want to play the game. And so we lost some members who either, most of them didn't go over to know our SHH. I mean, a few of them did, right? A few did. But most of them literally stopped playing Evacos entirely because they couldn't play the game. So... I suppose that going into the actual war when Sun Banana finally declared war, I feel like people had already gotten kind of tired and stuff. And so it was it was great that we were going to declare war and now we were going to be able to do the things that we could do to make things difficult on them. We could go and we could roam their space and we could we could um we could level bases if it's what was necessary and we did do those things we did some of those things we did some of those things to know we did some of those things to shh you know it it did happen the problem with that is that i felt like it was too little too late and not only was it just the fact that it was too little too late because of 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 just people had been dealing with with the with the bot 5 incident for weeks it was not only too little too late but i don't think that they were we didn't have our hearts in the right place, to be completely fair. There is a saying that we have about home is where the heart is. The heart should typically be with the organization and the people you're flying with. But I feel like the heart of a lot of our organization were in citadels and in structures. And that's the reason why it hurt so badly when they started to lose them. Many of us had the mentality, the understanding that if I lose some citadels or if I if my corporation loses a citadel, we just rebuild the citadel. It's not a big deal. But that's not the that wasn't the culture that a lot of people had. They placed a lot of effort 
and a lot of emphasis in those possessions. And so when they started to lose their possessions, that was kind of like their whole world. Happy Bees itself was always kind of sort of a capitalistic kind of society. If there was a, an organization that I would compare them to, it was the Kaldari state, like because they, they were all about capitalism for the most part. And a very few organizations like Bell wanted to focus more on PVP, but you know, we're a young corporation. Goons had plenty of people who wanted to go out there and just PVP. And this was all great. But then we had industrial powerhouses like DBL and, you know, they, they didn't take a whole lot of, they didn't take part in a whole lot of fleet ops. We had a few members from them, but it, it wasn't a whole lot. And so this is kind of like, I suppose, what ended up happening with that situation. And you can understand how it, how it, it started to, how it, it started to have this domino effect where people were not accustomed to losing stuff, you know, and it's not something that everyone knows how to do in New Eden pocket edition. They don't know how to lose. Learning how to lose teaches you a lot of things. But when you have been literally what we were, Let's be honest, we hadn't lost any wars mm -hmm. prior to this last one. And I think it spoiled a lot of our members because those of us that were in fleet command, we understood that we were mortal just like everyone else, right? But to many people, we were immortal. You know, we could not be destroyed because we hadn't lost wars yet and because we were flourishing and because just like, uh, you know, Tahini would complain about and you know, this is, of course, not a jab at the guy because he was kind of right. We did create safe space. I had a member of my own corporation once tell me that it's safe as a baby's blanket out here. It, and, you know, they didn't have to do what they did initiating scanning in low sec. And I basically just told this person that the reason why it is safe out here is because we, the military, make it safe out here. You are able to sit out here and rat almost AFK because we are protecting these borders. So you can understand when you have to tell people who feel like they've got perfectly safe space that this is an illusion, it's an illusion. You know, it's not safe as you think. And just like what happened to Terran Federation and just like what happened to Golden Horde Alliance, it may not be for the same reasons, but the same thing can happen to you. And I think that, I think that even though it's a shame that it led to the coalition disbanding the way that it did, I do believe that we needed to lose in order to become stronger. And I, I stand by that, by that statement. We needed to lose to become stronger. What led to the decision of Pantheon disbanding? Well, you, you did briefly, you know, talk about the history about what led up to that, but you were new to the summit and this is new to me because I didn't really know about this summit. I guess it's kind of a higher form of leadership within the co uh, coalition. So by the time you got into the summit, there had already been corporations or alliances, uh, dipping out like saying okay this is we're done we're gonna do they're gonna go on their own way did you try to at least mitigate or hold some of the alliances together and and, and try and keep everybody together before it disbanded before it disbanded i was in dear leadership 20 out of the 24 hours a day trying to explain to people that 
it's fine. You know, I understand that things are tumultuous right now, but our leadership is is trying to handle these situations. Um, it was it was just a very, very difficult situation because Banana, that one time that that you saw him on the battlefield when he came out with us was the first time that you know he was out there and it was right before he got sick and he was he he stopped playing the game and so keep in mind this banana was not just the leader of pantheon he was the executor of happy bees the alliance and so when he couldn't lead anymore it was very difficult on the members of the alliance because the other person he had in pantheon leadership with him representing happy bees aside from Arwen, who was taking care of Happy Bees Hispaniola, our, our Hispanic division, was Topsy. And Topsy is a very educated individual. He understands diplomacy and things like that. But I feel like it, there's a very big difference between someone who is good at knowing what needs to be done and someone who is good at knowing how to enforce what needs to be done. Banana understood how to shut down a debate, an ongoing debate, and say, guys, enough. We can agree that this needs to happen, and this is what we need to do in order to make it happen. And he would say, like, that's the end of the discussion. Either you want it to happen or you don't want it to happen. Topsy didn't have that same thing. He could come in, he would drop, here's what to do. And then there would be people that would, of course, you know, maybe say, I don't know about this. And I don't, he never knew how to tell people, this is what we're going to do because this is what needs to be done to save our organization. They were constantly looking for leadership, even as Topsy would tell them, here is what we need to do. And so I told them the same thing because at that point in time, J Factor was still away. Of, and of course, he'd, he'd gone to TSC at that point. Uh, and at that time, I was pretty much all Happy Bees had left in terms of senior FCs. I told them the exact same thing, that we cannot place the emphasis that we do on these structures. We beg people to stop worrying so much defensively, but they would not listen because they are a capitalistic, I, they're capitalistic idealists. They think about how to make money. And when you see Citadels getting blown up, that is a loss of your money. That's a loss of money. No big deal. You, you can earn it back. You build it the first time. You build it again. It's, that, that's pretty much how this sandbox works, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the tide comes in and kicks down your sandcastle and you, you, you build it again. Hopefully, you build it a little bit more wisely inland if you don't want it getting knocked down. But it was so difficult to try to tell people these things. And I was constantly in dear leadership. I was in all of these channels across the Pantheon Discord putting out fires. And I did this to the point of literally stressing myself out where I, I was barely getting any sleep at night at that point. I was literally getting almost no sleep. I was waking up with like DMs, people, okay, uh, you know, I've tried this, but I think that I'm going to leave. I'm going to go over here or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that or whatever. And I mean, I didn't try to stop him from leaving. I'm not going to tell people, you know, just bear with me a little bit longer or whatever. Many of, you know, they would they would send me messages day in and day out. You know, I appreciate everything that you've done 
And I believe that you're one of the best FCs that that we have, but I would prefer to to be over here. And I didn't blame him for wanting to walk away from the stress that was that was going on because Sun Banana, who was the voice, the strong leader that they needed, because these people can be stubborn as mules sometimes. He was the strong leader that they needed. And the only other person who could tell people, listen, guys, we need to do this. At that point, who was talking was me. And I didn't have the orange name at that time. I didn't have Pantheon leadership. And since I did not have this large, this orange name, because I didn't have that that tag, it's like, well, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but it's like, as far as they're concerned, it's, you know, it's, it's like, you know what you're saying is right. They know what you're saying is right, but they're looking for the orange name. They're looking for someone with this title to tell them the same thing. And so when I finally got into, I got the tag Pantheon Leadership where I could be in Summit. And the Summit is where the people, like the representatives of TSC are, um, those that represent BLAP are there, those that represent BOOP and TCOS and all of the alliances, they had representatives inside the Summit. This is where they discuss these important things and and talk about what's happening with their individual alliances, and they can bring these things here. When I got there, they were literally like Trimark was preparing to issue a Reddit statement concerning how they feel about the war and that they're going to be stepping out. Uh, TSC had pretty much already made that decision. And I'll be honest with you, I don't blame them for making these decisions because these people were scared. The thing about it is the reality is Pantheon have been hemorrhaging members because of how how little leadership had been active. But the it wasn't that Pantheon was hemorrhaging members. It's that Happy Bees, the executor corporation or the executor alliance of all of Pantheon was hemorrhaging members, but it was hemorrhaging members because of neglect, because Topsy wasn't as strong a leader as Banana. He just wasn't. You know, I respect the guy, but compared to Banana, he didn't have that strong enough voice. He knew what he was talking about. He understood politics. He understood Diplo. And he even began to understand military quite well, but he wasn't a strong voice. He was a logical man, but not a strong voice. And he was not a strong enough presence to tell the people in Happy Bees enough of this nonsense, this is what we're going to do. And so since he did not have that strength, people started to fracture and go here and go there. And even he himself, he pretty much did his own thing and created a coup within Happy Bees and went and formed um, Spy and, and went elsewhere, literally. And so that is essentially... What happened with that situation? It You need a strong leader when you have people that can be very stubborn like that. And the alliance leaders, they were afraid that the same thing that happened to Happy Bees would happen to them because the population in Happy Bees started to, you know, it started to fracture and stuff in the executor corporation. It's not a good look. They were afraid the same thing was going to happen in their own communities. But I'm not sure if as many of them equated what was happening was with the fact that Banana was not present and without the executor leader of an organization present, this is what's going to happen. And so they ran damage control to protect their own individual communities. And I don't blame them for doing that. So then that was it. That turned out to be uh, the official disbanding of Pantheon and then therefore the end of that war era. 
So that is now molded into this new era of where a lot of corps had joined GenFed and are uh, still continuing to fight against SHH and, uh, and, and Honk. I'm not sure if Honk is that active in this current war with uh, SHH and GenFed, but uh, no, it had since backed out. And then uh, there's several corporations that are alliances that had broken off of what was Pantheon and now are neutral. They'd reset standings. They're, you know, clustering up with each other and, and kind of doing their own thing now. So that was the end of that era. We don't need to talk about it anymore. I'm kind of over talking about it, but I'm very glad that, uh, I was able to have you on the show to, to talk about your perspective on that. Cause, uh, it's, it's interesting how stuff like that happens and uh, how it can happen and the outcomes that do happen out of that. So I don't want to keep beating a dead horse on that, but, um, but I thank you for talking to us about that. Yeah. And I mean, everyone is going to have their own perspective on how things went down that day and how things were going, but that's pretty much, that's pretty much mine. That's pretty much what I saw. That's pretty much, um, it was my experience. <laughs> if you check the Happy Bees Discord, they they transferred over um, a a tag that they gave me back when I was still in Pantheon. I think it's called Mother of Mayhem because I was everybody's <laughs> mom. So over there in the in the Happy Bees Discord, you'll notice that like everyone else in in Goon High Command has um has different colored names or whatever and. Mine is purple because they gave me that tag because I was the mother figure that was keeping everyone in the entire alliance from, or, or from not the entire alliance, the whole coalition from going completely loco up until the end. And so, um, and so I'm everybody's mom apparently, but whatever. All right. Yeah. So since all that has happened, what have you been doing in the game and with your corp since, uh, yeah, just since the fall of Pantheon. So did you, st you stuck with happy bees and uh, you're kind of just doing your own thing now or what's going on? Um, well, after Pantheon formally disbanded, Aran approached me and he asked me if I would be willing to step up and help with like leadership roles there in happy bees, because at this point we knew we couldn't save Pantheon. It was impossible but he thought that we could at least save Happy Bees as an alliance, just that one alliance. And so uh, he asked me to um, to stay around to try to remedy the situation because I, I don't know, maybe 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 it's because you know people people like me to an extent, or maybe it was because uh, I exhibited leadership abilities. Um, either way. At that point in time, I was, you know, I was kind of like debating the options and stuff like that. But looking at the way that things kind of were going, I, I didn't I didn't know about that whole thing. But he asked me to stay because they needed they needed me to be there. So I agreed to stay. And Iran took over um, Happy Bees from from Sun Banana. And the biggest problem that kind of came from that situation is that Iran leads a very busy real life. He's a good man, but he leads a very, very busy real life. And so he he took on the executor role of the Alliance and stuff, but 
I don't think he really understood what the Alliance needed was a person who was going to be like Nihilus is to SHH or Mamasaurus Rex is to Genesis Federation. I don't mean like a dictator or anything like that, but I mean they need a present leader who's going to march onto the field of battle with them, a person who they can log on and you know, it, maybe not any time during the day, but they can log on and their leader is actually in Alliance chat, you know, or when something's going down in Discord, you can ping your leader and get a response within like a couple of hours or three hours or something, you know what I mean? Depending mm -hmm. on what that person is doing on that day. And Iran is, he's not that guy. He, he It's not that he doesn't want to be that guy. It's not that he rejects being that guy. It's just that his real life job doesn't permit him to be that guy. And I think that because Sun Banana and he both are Goon Swarm Federation and EVE Online, there's a trust between them where Banana was willing to give him the, the scepter rather than give it to me or someone else who could, who could do these things. And so he gave it to Iran. And, you know, Iran was like, you know, all I had to do was, he told me, all I had to do was just worry about the military. The biggest problem is that when he surrendered out of the war and then negotiated with no to pay them for citadel structures, which is something that did happen, um, in order to to buy that that space for Happy Bees, it really disappointed a lot of people, including Isan Carter, who left the moment that Iran announced our surrender because he wanted to keep on fighting and we lost more PvP pilots. And so at that point, I'm Goon High Command, but my job isn't really Diplo. We have a person who's in charge of Diplo and Iran is doing it along with Avenger Red. My job is supposed to be military, but I don't have a military really to, to work with because you've told us that we can't fight. You've told us we can't fight. And so my PVP pilots are leaving and they went somewhere else because you told us that we can't fight. And so this whole thing happened and, uh, and we, we lost some people, we lost some people, we lost some people. And of course, Iran can't really play a whole lot. And Avenger picked up trying to do Diplo work and so on and so forth and yada, yada, yada. But um, it's, it's just, you know, it, it, it was just, it was kind of a mess. And so trying to reestablish military with a group of people who, to be honest, 90% of them want to be Indian PVE. They don't want to, they don't want to fight. Genesis Federation came in and protected a Happy Bee structure that was under attack by SHH. You know, this is... This is the situation. And and so I'm there. And yes, I'm a um, military commander and strategist that doesn't even have a military to work with. And, you know, sometimes you, you, you stay for the sake of the people who look at you as a leadership figure. But I mean, what can I tell you? I'm not doing the Diplo work. I'm ultimately not calling the shots as the executor or anything like that. And I have to approach these guys anytime something comes up because I can't just say this is what we're going to do you know i can't if i say this is what we're going to do there's a good chance that maybe i might get that and i might get a positive response from the other members of the goon swarm high command team and there's a chance i might get a negative one the one time where i got a positive response was when literally i told people if you want a pvp because shh has already they've declined 
allowing us to leave out of the war on terms that we can both agree with. And so SHH is still technically at war with us. And GenFet were the ones that were constantly in their faces holding them back. Okay. So I'm like, if you guys want to fight and you want to get more content, then go ahead. You can fleet up with GenFed. It's all perfectly okay. It is perfectly all right. And so this is what happens. I told them this because I basically just, I, I, I had to get it out. I'm like, guys, there's like no content. And before I lose people that are in my corporation, because my people want to fight, right? Before I lose people in my corporation, we're going to fight or we're going to leave. You know, that was literally kind of the, the mentality. I didn't say it that way, but it's like, we're either going to fight or we're going to leave, you know, because it was ridiculous. We lost the majority of our PVP community because of this. And it just, it, to me, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. And if you need, or if you, you don't want to have military in your alliance, which is possible to be an alliance without a military, that's great. But you don't need an, a military commander at that point. You don't need me because I'm a military commander. You don't need that. Did you get to a conclusion on an answer, whether you're going to fight or leave? Obviously, you can't fight being within Happy Bees. So that just leaves you with the other decision. Well, I mean, I can technically fight because I do join other fleets. Um, you know, if I want content and, and, and it's all about the content for me, um, you know, Tahini, um, Latara, the members of No Fleet Stop, they're always willing to say, hey, come fleet with us. You know, we'll, we'll go in and fight a neutral um, group and, and just have good fun together and stuff. So it's about the fact that at this point, I've said this to the other members of high command, and I will say it here. The ideals of the group don't match up with the ideals of myself. And so when that happens, it's time to just kind of go because you're, if you're a person who wants military content, if you're a person who is a little bit more invested in having a bigger community, you're more invested in making sure that you have security, making sure that you 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 have um you have these things set up for yourself and you want to uh, like me, I'm I'm very autistic when it comes to stuff like that. I like to cross the T's and dot the I's. I like to make sure that we have a an industry that can thrive, a PVE community that can get out there and rat relatively safely. I mean, it's null. You're gonna get blown up sometimes by a random person, but at least you don't have to worry about being fully outright invaded, you know? Mm -hmm. I like to make sure that I have a military where if something goes down and I ping for a fleet, I'm gonna get at least 50 people, you know. To deal with this issue if it's like at least a four-star issue and i don't think that that's what the majority of the people in happy bees want at this point i don't think it's what the majority of the people there want or maybe they want it maybe they want it but they don't want to be the ones to actually do it because in pantheon things were significantly more relaxed you didn't have to join for CTAs most of the time. Like throughout most of Pantheon's history, if you wanted to not go to CTAs, you didn't have to go. We had just as many people back at home who were mining and ratting as those of us that were on the battlefield. I would come home um, with um, with Amy from the battlefield and um, and literally, um, you know, we, we would have these war stories and everybody's been like ratting and, and getting rich and stuff in, in our pocket. And that's, you know, good for them. 
it made it special, you know what I mean? Because we had an alliance where the PvP guys could go out and do what they wanted and have these great battles. The PvE community had this thing where if they wanted to stay at home, they could pretty much stay at home and whatever. The indie guys were happy and they, they could stay back home and, and build stuff. And the only time they really they really got out there and did stuff was when it was a home defense, you know what I mean? When their home was under siege and they knew that the, it was going to be too hot, or, you know, for them to to comfortably ride in their pockets and stuff. They, they You know, they come to CTA. So happy bees. And I will be I will I will say it. They they're not in the position to be able to provide content across the spectrum for all of these communities. They can't do it right now. If they are in trouble, they call on GenFed. Legit, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you on that. It, it, it's it's just the way that it is. Militarily, you're not going to be able to stand up. And so, to me, I feel like if you can't stand on your own two feet, and you have to be concerned about what is going to happen in terms of incursions, you shouldn't be in alliance. But there are people that that don't feel the same way as me. And this is perfectly acceptable. New Eden is all about having an opportunity to do whatever you want. If this game is to survive, it is to be able, or it's only going to be able to survive if everyone can do the things that they want to do in the game. And perhaps the majority of the people in this alliance don't want to do this. They don't want a military. They don't want to be in standing fleets. They don't want these things. And so it means that I leave. And so myself, I am more than likely going to head out to Genesis Federation. And the reason why is because we have a blood bond. It's not the idea that uh, that there's some measure of like major favoritism there because I've got friends all over the galaxy and I'm very fortunate to have friends where if I wanted to join any alliance, they would, odds are, allow me to come. That is the biggest honor that I could possibly ever have. But I chose Genesis Federation and I reached out to them because whenever I called, they came. Whenever I asked for their help, they were there. Whenever I was in a slump, they reached out to me. No did this as well, by the way. I just want to point that out. They, they also kind of did this. Members of No, I owe them the same thing. And the only real difference is that I have to bring pe some people with me because they stand by me. And I owe it to those people to uphold the corporation. When I go over there, I'm not just going by myself. I could do that if I want to. I could do it. But there are members who have expressed that they want to go with me and continue to build Bellcorp. This is what they want to do. And they want to do it in a greater community. They want to do it in a in a way where we understand that we want to build a PvP community, like 80% PvP. We might do a little bit of other stuff on the side, but this is what they want to do. And as we get more members in, it's not going to be possible for all of us to be on at 1 a.m., 3 a.m. We need to make sure that those people have a community where if they want to lead a fleet at 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm not there, they have an entire alliance of people they can come to who will lead a fleet or allow them to go and get fleet-related content with them. Happy Bees cannot provide this to my people. This is why I make this decision. It's one thing if it's me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But No does have their standards. No has their standards. Mama Sarge Rex and GenFed, they have standards as well. Their standards no standards align with me. 
I can do this, but Genesis Federation standards align more with the members of my corporation. And so I have to do what's best for them. And that's why the decision is what it is. And so I have to make addresses over the, the next few days. I've got to step out of Goon um, High Command and respect them and whatever they're going to try to do. I'm not sure what it is. And um, I guess that'll be that. But as for me, I feel like the majority of the people in Happy Bees, their ideals don't match up to my own. Uh, it might be that we uh, we share certain uh you know, agree. We can agree on certain things. We, we, we share some things that we can, we can say, yeah, we want this. But at the end of the day, I mean, there are people in my corporation group that I that disagree with me. You know, what I mean, one of them told me to shut up earlier. Really. So, um, so there you go. I mean, we do what we have to do for ourselves, for our own mental stability, and we do what we have to do for our people. Right. That's the hallmark of being a leader. Well, I hope that it is a smooth and peaceful transition. Alliances, corporations change alliances seemingly every day. You may just, you just don't really hear about it, but it happens quite often. And most of the time they do it for their people, their community. They want to maintain that. You do get people that do want to split off and do their own thing. There's, there's several names, um, big names out in new eden that have done that and have been successful but you're doing what's best for your corp and so uh that that is respectable so i just think that's really good and good for you for doing that yeah. so uh, i i don't want to be dwelling on too much of that stuff i actually do want to talk to you about your radio show and uh i know we had touched on it a little bit uh at the beginning of the interview but I've been listening to your radio show since um, Pantheon Radio when you when you were hosting it and you would upload it to SoundCloud. So that was able that's how I was able to listen to it. Since then, since the fall of Pantheon, you had turned it into NewEden.fm. You created a Discord. You invited everybody who wants to be a part of that Discord um, onto there to create that community and to be part of your show in some sort of way whether they're providing music like they can they can do song requests they can ask questions that you guys uh the the staff or the hosts can answer live on air and you do do a live show which makes it really unique compared to any other person um at, let's say, just say not on youtube um makes that show unique you know doing it live there are some youtubers that do live shows and giveaways and stuff like that too but um this is uh good quality content that um that you are providing to us with that so i forget what my question was <laughs> to be on that but uh talk about your radio show like the successes of it and what you have plans for the future and you know uh, and how great the community is toward you in the show <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I would say that the successes that we've had with the radio show is definitely counterbalanced by our failings as well. And it is, we, we've had some weeks where we did the show and, and like my internet or something blacked out, which, which put a damper on things because as you pointed out, it's a live broadcast. And so, it, you know, I have to make sure that I maintain con um, connection uh, during those broadcasts. Uh, but I wanted to create something different. Um, personally, 
I do work as a radio host um, myself. I interned with a commercial station for a while, and I also do my own weekly radio show every single Thursday, uh, the Data Break radio show, and and that that show goes to a British radio station where you know people love dance music uh, over there. They appreciate it more than they do in the states, and so. I have experience with doing this kind of thing um, extensively for a while now, and I already have enough platforms where I can like express myself. When I get up to do the Data Break Radio Show, I always try to shine a light on the artists who are putting out this amazing music because it is a music-based show. I don't talk nearly as much in that show as I do on New Eden FM, but New Eden FM became New Eden FM because it wanted to be New Eden FM from day one. Rosalind No Spy is a good friend of mine and someone who I have had um, this idea to do like radio and stuff together with since our conception back when we were both still in Pantheon. And so I reached out to Rosalind and said, hey, do you want to do a radio show together? Because everyone always used to make fun of him and say, oh, yeah, you're, you've got that voice for radio. And they're right. He's got that voice. And not only the voice, but he's got the personality, right? And so I reached out to him and said, do you want to do a radio show together? And we started off doing it. And it was Pantheon Radio. And the whole point of it being Pantheon Radio is that we wanted it to be uh, essentially Pantheon driven, where essentially our staff members were from Pantheon or whatever and, and stuff. But we wanted it to be community-centered in the first place. And, the, and it's not just about our community, right? Because Eve Echoes has just a ridiculous amount of, of people and in, in, in different corporations and different alliances. And all of them have different views and they have, have, they have different stories and stuff. And we started trying to do it that way. And, you know, Pantheon leadership kind of shut it down, especially since we, we did it at the start of a war, right? Um, we wanted to have people from SHH there uh, and and know there from day one, but because Alliance leadership was like, we have to protect our members and, you know, and, and, and this could, this could just turn into like a political ground and so on and so forth because of the status of the war. It, it became a thing where we could only invite people that were blue to us, or we could only have people in the radio station or, or, or there with us that were supporting Pantheon or whatever. And for me and Roz, it was kind of, we understood why we were doing it that way because we did need to to have some security uh, as far as all things were concerned. But it, it it just, it's like people could join the server, but they didn't have access to most of it. They had access to maybe one channel and they could, they could sign in and they could listen to the radio shows. And eventually me and Roz were like, this is not good enough. We, 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 talked after a show and said, this isn't good enough because we had members of No Please Stop who joined the Discord and they were behaving and they were just really nice people and stuff. And we had to uphold what Pantheon leadership wanted us to do too. And so what we did was we mirrored the server and we basically put a, we set up a section where Hawk and SHH and No, who were our warring opponents at the time, they could have all of the same things that Everyone else had GenFed, Pantheon, and, and, and Catch-22 because we had to obey what Pantheon leadership was asking us for without intruding on them, making things difficult, 
we we couldn't we couldn't really do it. You know, it it just it, it wasn't going to work. And so we did it this way. And then eventually, when Pantheon fractured and went their own separate ways, now we have an opportunity to let this evolve naturally until what it wants to be. And so that same night, or at least two nights after, the announcement was made. I got there and I broke down all those walls and I made it so that everyone could be a part of every channel. And as long as they weren't being jerks or they weren't, you know, uh, bringing drama into the server, they would all be created, created equal. And we knocked down the walls where people who wanted to be staff and wanted to support us and stuff like that couldn't do it because of their alliance tag. We got rid of all that. I mean, Latara was one of the first people to join his staff. One of my good friends in, you know, in EVE. And prior to this, because we had to keep things, you know, Pantheon-centric, mm-hmm. I couldn't have Latara there. I couldn't have Alandria there, who, by the way, puts in a lot of work into helping to, to you know, to help the, the, um, the, the show continue and to help on the Discord. She does a lot to help the community on the Discord. And I couldn't have her as staff because of what we were doing, you know, because of these things. Uh, And so we knocked down all those walls and it was kind of like, you know what, this is what it should have been in the first place. The thing that I'm most happy for, that thing that we did right from the days that we were Pantheon Radio is that we didn't alienate anyone. Even though we understood we had to obey the will of our alliance leadership, we didn't make anyone feel belittled on our shows. We respected SHH and Honk and No as our warring opponents. We respected GenFed, Catch-22 as our allies. We respected Void and OG, even though they were third party and they were not a part of the war. We even respected Providence. It didn't matter where anyone was from. We respected them and we refused to allow anyone to badmouth anybody else's alliance on the air. And I think that when we became New Eden FM, we had the support of many of these communities because we never, we didn't make a habit of of making them feel bad. We didn't make a habit of belittling them. We didn't make a habit of excluding them and saying our content is all for us and, and stuff. We we tried to include them in the content even when we were still Pantheon Radio and that was the one successful thing that we definitely did right. And I can look back on today and say, I don't have to be embarrassed and apologize to Void or OG or No or SHH for saying something, you know, degrading about their their organizations back when we were still Pantheon Radio and make excuses that I did it for this reason. I refused to do it because I had a respect for them from day one, no matter where they were from. Nevertheless, New Eden FM is a place for everyone, people from all different locations, even if they're not part of a corporation or an alliance can come and join New Eden FM. And it's an interactive show. We do it live every Sunday. And if people show up, they can listen to it. Um, They can listen to it on Hydra on our server. They can turn it on on Hydra on their own servers. They can also listen to it. Um, I think it streams to my um, my radio server, the Databreak Radio uh, station server. So there are ways that they can listen to it, even if they don't want to be in the studio with us. And when they submit song requests, we we handle that for them. Lately, we've been doing the state of the game where we will talk about some of the things that are changing in the game, maybe stuff that they've, they've missed out on patch notes. We don't spend too much time on those as other people tend to do that better. I mean, Benzie is really, you know, he's really thorough when he goes through patch notes and things yeah. like that. So he's the best. I, I think that 
<laughs> he's the best when it comes to explaining that kind of thing. So rather than step on Benzie's toe, uh, toes and stuff, I kind of just go, okay, well, I mean, here are, here's, here's all the meat, right? Here's the important things you need to know about. And if you want to know about all the little things and stuff, go and watch one of Benzie's videos, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll exactly. do it that way. Or if you want to hear about what's happening with like sovereignty and stuff like that, go and listen to da Damon Zell's videos. You exactly. know, let's not step on our content creators' toes. They have very well-established brands where they are very talented and very practiced at doing this each and every week. They've got followings and I feel like they do what they do best. And so we will cover on these things and we will tell the people that are with us what they want to know in like, here are the bullet points if, if you just kind of want a small summary. But if you want to know everything about this, go and watch one of these people's videos because they're good at it, you know? And so that that's where we are with that. We do that. We do the state of events and stuff like that when people are having an event, like Rep is having a New Year CTA thing where everyone's going to go out this uh, go out to Tama at the sun and blow each other up for New Year's because why not, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we do this. We handle uh, promoting their events whenever people want to do a giveaway or something, uh, and they they want to push people to their channels. We will announce that and we push people to, to the channels. And of course, when people want to just get on the air and talk about stuff that might be bothering them a little bit or, or even voice their opinions in the sound of us, the channel, we will read their opinions provided they're not gratuitous and provided that they're at least constructive, right? I mean, don't just say, devs, your game sucks. Say, I don't like the fact that we're still black screening. Meanwhile, this person is, you know, having a better gaming experience. And don't just say it over and over and over again, because these people have already mentioned, they know what the situation is, they're working on it. And I mean, it, it's, it's better that at this point, rather than beat on the fact that we're having this issue so gratuitously that it feels like there's the content isn't really changing from week to week because people are going to get tired of that. I prefer to just, okay, this is still happening at this point and then move off of it because people come here to have a good time. And if they want to throw themselves a pity party, there's always Reddit and Gulag to, to throw themselves a pity party. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not here. Until they get banned. Yep. Until they inevitably get banned. But <laughs> that that's not my, you know, that's not what we do over here on this side of things. But I think that we have a, a pretty nice thing going. I'm looking forward to creating New Eden FM 2.0 going into next year. There are some things that I want us to have. I feel like we have learned a lot over the past few months doing the show. And I really want the platform to be more polished because we're getting a lot of things right as far as the broadcasting is concerned and as far as, you know, listening to the, the community are concerned. But I also feel like it's a little dry, you know, I want to get together. And like you were mentioning earlier, when we just talk to each other, get together with all the content creators. I mean, all of them have a, a place in this in the central hub and have them create drops for the station so that people can hear them. Go talk to the FCs and let them have drops on the station as well, friendly voices on the radio station. I think that that would be really engaging and it's a lot of fun. And it shows that they support what we're doing. And, you know, of course, keep on promoting other content creators and the fantastic material that they're putting out there because these people are literally putting out videos that people can see when they go on YouTube on their feed and without people like you and and you know and without people like Benzie and without people like Skillet and Sheaved, 
a lot of these people wouldn't even look at Eve Echoes if, if we didn't have content creators who are making these videos that are on YouTube that someone who's like, this looks like it's fun. And they click on this and they see this game and maybe they download it and try it out. But if we don't, if we don't promote our content creators who are responsible for doing all of the promo work for us on YouTube, what are we going to do? How are we going to grow the game? It's not going to happen. Right. Exactly. So that's, that's our goal. That's our stand with, with that, um, that part of, of who we are and what we do. And, you know, I mean, I'm always looking for more staff members. Um, if, if someone is skilled with being a radio host or a DJ or something like that, I could definitely get you there. And if someone wants to start their only, their, their own radio show, their first radio show, I've got plenty of experience and I can help you get set up. And if you want to do podcasting, I know how to do that as well. I can kind of help you out there. So just drop in a message, you know, join the server, have a good time with us and, and, you know, request to be on the air. We, we bring people on live with us. Well, that's great to hear. And uh, yeah, and it's a, an awesome show. It's every Sunday at at about what time? You, I know you do do the pings, but like what time in Eastern or Central, wherever you are? It's um actually 1700 UTC. And today I was a little bit late. I was dealing with some drama that was going on um, concerning Corporation Alliance level nonsense. Understandable. <laughs> uh, so I, I was a little late getting started, admittedly. It wasn't because I overslept or because I was up until 2 a.m. last night, um, you know, I like I said, I'm a DJ myself, and I kind of make my um, make my living um, by being a DJ and uh, and a radio host. And so sometimes on Saturdays, I'm out of the house from 4 a.m. until 2 a.m. And that's wow. just the way that it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I I bounce from the station for morning shows then go for lunch and then do an afternoon show and then go home, switch shoes and equipment because I, I once did like 12 hours in high heels and it was, it was, it was murder. <laughs> uh, I, I would switch equipment and then I will go out for my gig between seven and 11 and perform at a local venue as well. So yeah, I mean, ultimately it goes back to that thing that I used to, I used to talk about or, it goes back to the thing I talked about earlier during this show. I really want to make sure that New Eden FM isn't built around me to a point where people cannot succeed if I'm not around. Because if your goal is to be a touring artist one day and you want to bring the joy of your music to the world around you, you understand to be a touring artist, which is what I'm shooting for. I'm not going to be at home sometimes weeks at a time. And even though... I can run a show from like maybe a hotel room. What happens if I am, you know, on a plane somewhere because I have to be at a different location by Monday afternoon or Monday evening or something, you know? Right. And I want to make sure that New Eden FM, the show can go on with or without me. And people like Mama Stars Rex and GenFed, they they actually donated real life money to kind of like help to buy the studio mixer. And, uh, and it wasn't wow. just them either. Other people donated money to help us to get the studio mixer that we need for the shows every Sunday. And uh, I'm in their debt, you know, for, for things like that. And so I want the show to succeed. I want it to succeed for the sake and for the, uh, the community and for the health of the game. I would like the, com you know, I would like it to succeed, but I understand that if I make the mistake of building it and making it all about Maestra or all about McKenzie, it will not succeed. It will not succeed if I'm not able to get on and do a show. It will not succeed for those reasons. And so it's imperative 
that you don't close the door on people who want to get in and volunteer to do stuff. And it's a mistake that I feel that we made in Pantheon. Banana made that mistake. And I'm not going to make that mistake over here. And I'm not going to make that mistake in my corporation. And I'm not going to make that mistake in any alliance that I might happen to have a say in because I know I know where it leads. Well, all righty. Well, that is good to hear. And I, uh, I can't wait to uh, hear what your show, you know, what new things that you do to the show next year for NewEden.fm uh, 2.0. So I'm excited for that. And uh, I'll do a plug for you and, uh, and share the link to your Discord in my show notes here and uh, maybe get some more people to join up and listen to your show every week. So that'll be good. I hope so. And um, thank you. I mean, it would be it would be good for all of us because I, I I just learned a whole lot of stuff this time. And come next year, I really would like to step up our game some. Um, I feel that that it's it's necessary to step up your game if you're going to be in the game and to make it more attractive and more of a platform that, you know, just I suppose just make it more of a platform that everyone can be proud of and that we can really use to kind of to, to shed a light on the people that are doing so much really good stuff for us. The behind the scenes FC work. I know it's difficult. Yeah. Alliance leaders, <laughs> people that are content creators, line pilots who have really cool stories to, to tell that you're not going to hear from people who are conducting the, the mayhem on the grid. And I think right. that we need that, you know? Yeah. A lot of stories out there to be told. So with that, uh, we are hitting just past an hour, and uh, we pretty much talked about everything that uh, we had discussed. So you have any closing thoughts or shout-outs, and uh, we'll close it out. Honestly, uh, I, if I give any shout-outs, I would be leaving out someone because the one thing that I have that a lot of people in New Eden don't have is the ability to literally talk to anyone in New Eden. And that's because I never made it my thing to belittle or to insult anyone. And even when tensions were running high with no please stop and SHH, I literally just kind of always said, you know, these guys are, are part of the greater community. They're part of our game. And if, if no disappears, you're not going to have that part of the community around anymore. And so I would say shout out to everyone whom I have had the privilege of playing the game with, the ones who reach out to me, whether you're part of my alliance or anything like that. And some of you send me messages saying, you know, we've never met or anything, but I want you to know that I love and respect you for everything that you've done. And I've gotten plenty of those messages from people, Jinfet, no, all over the place. And I want to tell you that, thank you for that, because it means a lot. It really does mean a lot to me to have that um, that bit of encouragement. Like many other people, I get um, I get a little bit burned out in the game, especially when I'm dealing with stuff that I have to deal with at the alliance level and at the corporation level. Everyone has that that thing, but but then you have that one guy that sends you a message and you've never heard of him. There, there, you know, he's from OG or something. And he's like, I've never heard of you, but I really agree with what you did on this one. And having that being able to be friends with most people across this ecosystem that we're all a part of that's the greatest honor i could ever hold so thank you and of course merry christmas to you 
Yes, and Merry Christmas to you as well. So thank you, Mackenzie, for being on the show and speaking with me. And uh, I wish you the best. Fly safe. Yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, I'll try to. I mean, I don't exactly fly safe. I fly kind of dangerously. That's oh. why I got to use a... <laughs> I fly dangerously. That's why I have fly... to use a guardianship. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, I get headshot. That's right. You PVP. <laughs> fly dangerously. I'll see you out in the battlefield. I fly dangerously. <laughs> thank you. Take care, Rambo. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. I do have a YouTube channel. Like and subscribe that for future videos. And if you would like to sponsor the show, please reach out to me on Discord. Being a sponsor gets your corporation ad out there for listeners of the show who may be looking to join a corp. Also, if you wish, please join my Discord. That is where I do my roundtable talks when I do do them. I post all of my episodes there. I have a guest list shown, and you can also post your very own corp ad. I'll leave that link to this Discord in the description. And yes, the shoutouts to our other content creators. So if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on with the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube and his show, Echoes from the Front. That's where he goes over game announcements, patch notes, alliance drama, battles, and much more. I also want to give a shout out to Sky News, the premier Russian news outlet. If you haven't checked out their channel, go check it out on YouTube. Yes, it's all spoken in Russian, but they do include English subtitles in their videos. They also have a blog in which the text can be translated to your preferred language. Go check out Let's Play the Game. Uh, over at sky news so thank you everybody for listening take care fly dangerously and i shall see you next week